1: Good morning, everybody. Hey, hey, welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brady, Gun. Nope, 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 Jonathan's not here. Bill George. Nope, nope, Bill George's not here. But Carlos, the Cuban redneck, decided to drive all the way over from... Uh, That's right. Dang near the east coast to Florida. Yep. To come over and hang out. Filling
2: in for, uh,
1: for two people
2: and uh, Bill.
1: you got to fill so. in for two. You got big shoes to fill. Oh, man,
2: I've been doing it for seven years, so, you know, I, I should be able to handle it, right? Okay, we'll
1: see. We'll and, see. And then, uh, of course, we are honored because behind the glass, one of our favorite contributors. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, liar, liar.
1: <laughs> the king of the triumphs himself, Mr. Shriner, is uh, running the board because Diego's out snowboarding,
3: dude.
2: Well, it's better than you running the board. Oh yeah, really? And me and Bill George <laughs> shooting darts he,
3: at the glass.
1: Yeah, you didn't hear about that, did you, Shrek? No,
3: no, I heard a little bit about it. Brayton oh, yeah. did, did it the last time. We don't want that to happen again. Something to that, along those lines was said. Yeah, sad. he he was
2: a little distracted. Let's just say. Well,
1: first off,
3: it's no, no. To Brayton's credit, trying to run things from this side while providing content and having a conversation is a difficult challenge,
1: uh, especially when everything is on manual. Not on automatic. <laughs> so you're having to load commercials and load music and everything all manually. Bring it, grab, drag, drag, yeah, do all well, Yeah, with well
3: a touch screen where with the slightest inadvertent brush of a fingernail, <laughs> you're going to set off the cataclysm of danger.
2: Look, it could have been worse. You could have had me in there. And then it really <laughs> would have been. Uh, that would have been really it, bad. Like we say in Spanish, it would have been rice and beans and chicken. Okay. Yep. That
3: sounded like English to me. Well, it, it would have it it been
2: <laughs> <laughs> arroz con pollo. Yeah, yeah that you know, sounds awful.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> so. what made it worse is every time I was over there, uh, Bill George, who obviously had been planning it for weeks, he admitted, Yeah. that uh, they bought in the little sticky, you know, lick dart uh, guns. Uh-huh. And the whole time I'm sitting where you are, they're going, p-cow, 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 sticking them, shooting the glass.
3: That's a hostile work environment. It was. You can't bring guns in here. I don't think you can bring even dart guns or squirt guns anymore.
1: Oh. <laughs> See y'all are in trouble.
2: Don't check my uh, don't check my person. Uh, we, we won't do
3: that. We won't. Don't check me either. yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> I know you're missing out on a pretty good ride today. I know yeah, you guys I, were one, scheduled to go.
3: One, out. Of my, one of my groups was doing the Ozella Trail, which is you know way up north uh, on the uh, west side of 19. But the way our east side of 19. But the way they get there is a bunch of back roads. Sure. Haven't bought a motorcycle, man. Central Florida is phenomenal when you get away from anybody
1: once you get away from st petersburg you know i yeah. used to call it death roads 2000s right uh you know because everybody's out to try to kill
3: you that's okay that road will be waiting for me another day i've done it once well, I'll that's do it true again. that's
1: true but I, I know that uh you got a beautiful machine out there you got the uh Triumph, what is it, 1,200 a Triumph Scrambler? Triumph
3: Scrambler 1,200 XE with the yeah. off-road package. Nice. I got the I got the knobbies on it right now because it's camping season.
2: Well, I, I, I saw him drive by, and I'm like, you must have seen me and Braden outside. And he said, <laughs> no, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm well, going to no, go on my ride. I
3: usually, <laughs> park, left. I usually park around back because that's where my office is located. So I figured today, and then I was like, oh, wait, they're waiting out front. I probably got to let them in. So I came around. No, we um, swiped
1: Diego's uh, key card when well, he wasn't right. looking. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, so you don't look anything like him. I, I don't know. That picture's quite hey, flattering. The, looks be, sorry.
2: be careful with, with that. You could get deported, man. Oh, really? <laughs> I that's don't all, think that's, so. that's your only identification. You're I do I- You're, so. you're I don't out know. of here. I, I got all I... sorts of credentials and
3: paperwork. Listen, and, we're and, heading for E-Verify, so yeah, it won't be well, a problem. There you
2: go. There you go.
1: Well, I I, I used to enjoy those days. I know that uh, a lot of people still do that, and there's lots of clubs out there that still do it. All the guys uh, from Barney's Yamaha back in the day, we used to meet over at the parking lot early in the morning, and uh, go run through uh, Rich Loam, take the back way up to Ocala, through the Ocala National Forest, because I had mm-hmm. a KLX, so yeah, um, mine was an off-road, on-road like yours. And that's why, as soon as you said, you changed over the Knobbies, I was like, dude, be careful on
3: wet pavement. Yeah, no, I am. I'm careful on wet pavement. You know, things you don't have to – if you don't ride motorcycles, you don't know. You know all that nice white lines that are painted all over the road, yeah. white and yellow, and – and you know, caution and pedestrian— lane, all that stuff gets slick as heck. Yeah, when it's wet. And if you come around a corner and you're leaning on that thing, your back tire Sweet. will slide out. Down you go.
1: Sweet. Yeah, you'll be flat tracking in no time, man. Right. One foot down, eh, same coming around.
2: That's why he was in full motorcycle gear. Did you notice? No, I'm,
3: yeah, I'm all the, the only thing I'm not having, I don't have the armored pants on right now, but, uh, it's just regular (laughs) jeans, but no, I'm a, I'm a all the gear, all all the time kind of guy.
1: If you're in St. Pete or you're driving in town, you're a fool. I see guys that go by all the time, man, especially on like mopeds or uh, scooters or whatever you want to call them, you know, flip-flops, shorts, no helmet, you know, a tank top. It's like, dude, I'm only going like 40 miles an hour. It's no big deal. I go. Leap off at 40 miles an hour right. and see how it feels. <laughs> or, or try feel. to
3: stop quickly when somebody does something because they don't see you. Or yeah. because or because it's. Listen, I have had people in vehicles intentionally try to hit me. Oh, yeah. And run me off the road. On 19, for, for no reason. Just yeah. because they want the space, they think, you know, we're bigger. We'll, you'll give way. Just
1: move over. Oh, yeah. you, you got brakes too, pal. You'll move over. Yeah. But I used to enjoy. Going up there and riding through Ridgeloam, uh, you know it's a street legal motorcycle, so you could take it technically off road without having to be worry about uh, being cited for out there riding around like you would, right. if, you know, if you were on a dirt bike. So, uh, street legal bike you used to go out and uh, ride around, have a great time. I've uh, even taken that
3: thing out hunting. Yeah, I was it's riding. A great I idea. Was, I was riding around uh, see Din- uh, Dinner Island Ranch uh, this past season with with my bow. <laughs> I'm riding around. You know, art. You know, because out there in that area, it's uh, spot and stock. Yeah. So at one point, I wanted to get some time on that. My brother went one way around the circuit. I went the other. We met up in the middle, and you know, s- did you see anything? And you know, but if yeah, I could stop, I jump thought, off, and hop the fence and go after a deer, I, I thought yeah. you were gonna
2: hook up the rifle to uh, mount it there like a turret.
3: You know. Well, you can do that. well you know. I do have the attachments because that's <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was you gotta about. have a man well, yeah, the, the, the reason the reason I have that attachment for the rifle is because uh, I hunt have hunted sandbar deer on St. Vincent Island twice. And after the first time having that muzzle loader on my back as I'm biking five miles at three o'clock in the morning to get to my stand, I'm like, there's gotta be a better way. So this past season was the first one where I had the the handlebar mounts. You know, like an ATV mount, but Mm -hmm. it works on a bike as well. And then I put the muzzle loader out there, which frees me up as I'm riding. So, yeah, Yeah. I actually have it and it would work on the motorcycle.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I uh, used to get some really uh, strange looks when I would um, strap my rifle, (laughs) fling it over my shoulder, and here I am going screaming across the Howard Franklin Bridge on a ZX12. They're like, that guy just had a gun on his back. Well, what I I, I need to
3: figure out is how to. How to travel legally with a long gun on a motorcycle? What, well,
1: as long as you don't stop, you're legal to have it openly displayed, so you're all good. I mean, well, I know it's going to be weird, but
3: eventually I'm going to have to stop. <laughs> well,
1: I, well, I mean, when you get to your destination, okay. the law states as long as you don't stop between points A and B, if you're on your the, on the way to hunting, okay. Or so rifle I can stop range, for gas.
3: I can stop. No, no, you can't stop for gas. Either. Nope, no, nope, no, no. Nope. Well, what if what if uh, I have to? And this has happened many times. I. Traffic backs up on the interstate because of a fatality. But you're still my you're
1: still moving towards yeah, your okay. goals. So. But I can't stop
3: for gas on the way.
1: No, uh, that's nope. What if
3: what if it's in a what if it's in a gun case?
1: If it's in a gun, if it's secured, yes, then you if can stop yeah. and do whatever. I'm
3: thinking, ab- I'm thinking about getting uh, like one of those uh what, what was it the rifleman boots for the motorcycle or whatever you know. So it's like. Stick in. it down,
1: slide it down in your boots. No, no, you know,
3: you know, you know how they used to have. For <laughs> oh the, for yeah, the, for the thirty scabbards, yeah, the scabbards scabbard.
1: for the. For the uh, I know a
2: company that on a motorcycle. That, I know a company that sells them. I used to rep for them. They're, you know, handcrafted. They're they're amazing. I think it's hunter leather.
1: Hunter leather? Well, Hunter do you leather. want leather or do you want hard plastic? Because no. when you're out there no, running no, around, I mean, baiting no, around he, the bushes. No, he's a leather kind
2: of guy, man, I think. I could tell. Hunter's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shr- yes, R- a leathery kind <laughs> yeah. of dude. He's, yeah, he likes it. Uh, he's uh, got the scent uh, of it, leather. What I'm trying to say is he would like a scabbard, a nice leather yeah. scabbard,
3: you know that was the word i couldn't think of but then i want to be able to you know secure it in there and i would always travel with a case and i know that someone's going to turn me in there's a guy on a motorcycle looks like he's got a gun and i'm going to get pulled over and i'll he's, you know he's, he's got a, he's got a big old beard it's no big he's, deal he's, can't you have, why would what would be your probable cause to pull you over some citizen call but but listen mm-hmm. i've had i've had people i've had a guy on christmas morning okay look at me I look like Santa Claus. Yeah, the like Santa Claus, a thin, handsome Santa Claus, but a big, bearded Santa yeah. Claus. Santa, you can always have more padding. Santa Claus on crack. Yeah. So, <laughs> so but, but but my face hasn't gone. So yeah, I was true. down. I was downtown St. Pete on Christmas morning. Not this season, this year, but last year. Uh huh. And I had stopped. I wanted to go down and see the sunrise. My kids were supposed to be with me. They weren't. I wasn't feeling good, so I decided to go out and do something. So I took an early morning ride. Got there at sunrise stopped the bike on the road, wheeled it to the sidewalk where I parked it and started taking pictures. I did a joke about what Santa Claus really looks like after riding around in a sleigh because my beard was up around my ears. Right. You know, because of the wind, that's what it does. Meanwhile, everybody who was out there to catch the Christmas sunrise was coming over. I took hundreds of pictures that morning with dozens of people who thought it was hysterical that here's Santa Claus on a red triumph out, (laughs) uh, you know, taking pictures at sunrise. (laughs) Next thing you know, here comes a police officer. Somebody in the condos down there by uh, it's in by Vinoy Park by the uh the yacht the yacht club down there. Oh yes, the, yeah, the holier than thou section. The holier than thou section called police and said that there was a man on a motorcycle riding around on the sidewalk terrorizing people. Oh yeah. Now, fortunately, That's I had a good one. I yeah, I had, I had people Pinky there. Up, SpongeBob. I had, I, up. Had, I had people there that said no. He parked it and walked it and he's been taking pictures with everybody. He's awesome. Uh-huh. You can't arrest Santa. They all they all went into right into mode. He's Santa Claus. You yeah. can't arrest. And the officer's like I'm not going to arrest him. I just need to talk to him. And then the officer told me that yeah, some some guy called and li- and I said, "Well, he lied. He filed a false false report."
1: Yeah. Go talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, follow- and he's like, "No,
3: we're just got it's Christmas day. Got to follow up." And I'm like, "My my thought of it was, here's the thing about people."
1: Saint cop. I would have well, said, "No, ho, no, no. Ho, no. He, ho. Was he, yeah. he was great.
3: He he was great." The thing is, think about what's going wrong in a person's life, that they have to make up a lie and call the police on Santa Claus on Christmas morning to try and get them arrested. <laughs> how bad? No, seriously. That's a bad garbage Legitimately, thing. How, yeah. ba- how bad is their life and how bad is their heart that they've got to that point where they're going to try to get something, somebody in trouble for something they didn't do? I that uh,
1: made up a complete falsehood right, about what they're doing. Right. I would have just said, ho, but that's, ho, ho. It would have been even better that's if they'd have it. said, "And he's got a gun." Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's going to rain down on I you. Just, I just want to make sure i Want to I'm, make sure that when I do ride around with that shotgun, or if I'm headed down there with my thirty thirty, all I'm his reindeers legal.
2: are dead. He shot them. <laughs> 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 it is the
3: season. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Sorry. A, fr- a friend of mine did put out a, a reindeer burger over the holidays, over mm-hmm. Chris, over December. I bet that was pretty good. Yeah. Well, I could. I tried to talk him into doing actual reindeer meat because it's lean and healthy, mm-hmm. and it's it's a thing. Uh, but he knew that people would probably freak out over that. So it was. Just you don't a, have to tell a, them. It was uh. just a, no, that was the point. I wanted them to tell him, and I'm like, and I'll endorse it as yeah. Santa Claus. You it, tell them afterwards. No, it would have been
2: like, look. You see, Rudolph has a red nose. He's bleeding. Well, this <laughs> he is, shot him. This is what he did. It was a, it was a damn
3: good just all-beef burger, right? So it was a basic burger, but what he did was he took some uh, little antlers on a toothpick, you know, like a cupcake topper, yes. and he stuck it through a red, a red cherry tomato uh-huh. uh, a, into the top of the burger and called it the Rudolph. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'll have one.
1: <laughs> you know, one time for the uh, for the station for the morning show, I actually got talked into entering a chili contest that they did over at the I think a university mall or something. And of course, in my freezer, all I had was meat mm-hmm. and you know meats of different uh, various critters. So I made a uh, what I called a five meat chili <laughs> or a five deer chili. Uh oh! But at the time, I just called it five meat chili. Uh, when we did the thing, because it had axis deer, psycho deer, white whitetail deer, and fallow deer for the deers, and then I had beef. Right. So it was five meat chili. And I went through probably 15 gallons of it, you know, because they'd give you a, a cup, like the little styrofoam coffee cup thing, right. and you'd, you'd basically fill it up and give them a spoon, and they'd walk away. Every single person in that line was like, oh, my God, this is the, the greatest chili ever. ever. Oh, my gosh, this is the greatest chili ever. This stuff is so delicious. What's in it? And I'm going, It's uh, it's got like five different meats in there. And they're like, well, wait, how I can it be different kinds yeah. of meat? How many they're, different they're, they're
3: thinking beef. Yeah, Pork, chicken. chicken. What else? What else did he put in there?
1: Can't be fish in here. Maybe a crawfish. I, I no?
2: don't know. If it was Bill George, I'd be like armadillo, <laughs> squirrel, maybe a you know, possum, alligator, possum, ra- raccoon. You but,
1: know, uh, the, the nutria. 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 Don't yeah. forget the nutria. But the 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 lucky few that I actually told was actually what was in it, they were like, "Oh, well, this tastes nothing like the way it does when my brother-in-law cooks it. It's terrible. I didn't like it." You know, usually it's a preparation type thing. You don't yeah. take the silver skin and all that stuff off and gets that gamey kind of taste. Yep. Or they get tarsal gland all over it and go, yeah, it'll be fine. Just grind it up. It'll be good. Don't worry yeah, about just it. Just add, add a lot of spices. So, yeah, but spices, I don't care what you do, doesn't get rid of tarsal gland. No. It does. I don't care. Maybe gasoline and uh, some diesel mixed in might get that flavor out of your mouth. Well, trainer? Regalious with some of your stories on the uh, island, if you want to. I,
3: I would be happy to. Because
1: uh, we always get the pictures, but we never get the whole story.
3: Uh, well, it's because there's not much. There's not. A, I can tell you a lot about what I've learned. Yeah. I still haven't seen a sandbar deer walking around out there. I've only seen him dead on the ground. I was, was going like, to say, I've seen you with but, some
1: really nice deer with some nice photos. So. So it was a hiking trip then. It was a hiking (laughs) trip. That's what I call it. Hiking and biking.
3: Hiking and
2: biking. I like it. All right,
1: we're going to take a real quick break, you guys. Thank you for joining us this morning. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, stay with us. We'll be right back. Here. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody! It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brayden Carlos Schreiner in the house. Let's We're all here on. today. We're on. Uh, it's supposed to be a beautiful little morning. Uh, I guess the front kind of pushed through. I don't know. Uh, you know, gloom and doom last night. Uh, yesterday on the uh, news department, everybody was like, "Yeah, it's going to bring in showers as this front comes rushing through. It's going to be gloom and doom, and then it should be a pretty decent morning." Hey, I'll take it, man. Any little brisk weather i love it i do too i am enjoying every single moment of it if you're uh, just waking up this morning looking at uh they say it's going to be around 57 58 degrees today and nice and sunny so it's going to be a beautiful day sunday it's going to be a little rainier so today is going to be a good day out there at gasparilla
3: know, my app says let's see for tampa let's look at tampa 69 for a high 69er yeah, so it's going to be like, by noon, it'll be 66 degrees. St. Pete, it's already 59, 57? 66 for high amp, so. Yeah,
1: 65 degrees is about, about the high, so that's
2: hey, not it, too bad. It's nice to break out your jacket, your light jacket, and, you know, yeah, enjoy some nice. of the cool
1: weather. Drive around with your windows open. You know what I mean? I love it. Yep, me too. I need to. You can always tell who the Floridians actually are, the ones that have been here for quite some time. Because when weather gets like this, we roll down all the windows see and me? drive at 60 miles an hour. You see
2: me, I'm matching today.
1: Oh, yeah. Got yeah. yeah, no. my thermos,
2: camos, camouflage thermos all, What hat. What, what does that got to do with the air conditioning? No, man. I'm no, the jacket. I'm oh, the Columbia, jacket. My Columbia jacket. Oh, with you the got camo. to wear a jacket? Yeah, man. I
1: saw, yeah, because. PHG.
2: <laughs> I got the you. H is for hunting, man.
1: Yeah, the jacket. All I right. got you. Who we got on the line? I don't know. Somebody called the show crazy enough to board. do it. Well, who is this?
0: Good morning.
1: Oh, it's Bill No Show, Joe. Oh, hey, Bill, how you yeah, doing?
0: Bill, Bill No Show. Hey, I got a little bit of signal here. We're going back on to Air Force bombing range. We're going to go out for a youth alligator hunt. Turns out we have five kids we get to get alligators for today and go have some fun. Uh, hopefully they're out trying to get a little sun uh, in this cool weather. I, I w- think
2: that they will. I was going to say, you're going to dig them out of a hole? Or a mud hole? Well, there something?
0: is one that we have that's in a cave um that we're going in after that I think that may be the first one on our list.
1: Well you said cave, you're not cage. You said cave. 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 Yeah,
2: he's C A V E.
1: Well, if uh watching Dusty Crumb all week uh with the python challenge going on down there, uh the cold weather They've been cleaning up on snakes down there with the pythons. Oh, everything's and, and getting the, warm and, and the
2: iguanas falling out iguanas of the trees.
0: Iguanas
1: and <laughs> pythons. Damn. Yeah. I just wish that cold front would have stayed would have stayed solid and good forty degrees for about a week or two, then yeah. we would uh we'd yep. have a bigger impact. But if uh, that's any indication with the cold weather, uh you guys should do pretty good on alligators today. They get out there and get warm.
0: I believe that's the way it goes, you know. Co- with kids, you never know what to expect. How old,
1: are, how old are these kids that you're taking out?
0: Well, 12, 12 to, like, 17, I do believe, okay. 16, 17. No, and no so, bushwhacking, so, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have a good time.
1: Now, are you going out there doing it traditionally with the treble hook and the reel and pulling it in and doing all that well, stuff, or are you, are well, you pegging? He this- He gone.
2: Hello. Yeah, the signal's spotty. They there. They may
3: have lost the signal. Yeah. 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 He
1: turned. He turned to the right, and then next thing you know, he was done.
2: Either that, or he's in a ditch, or he fell in that cave.
1: The real funny part is, is I know Bill, and I'm sitting here. We're speaking, and he's still talking. Yes, he is. Well, I've <laughs> left the line open just no. in case he and, comes and, back. And he and he and he'll continue <laughs> nope, to talk for him. like two yeah. minutes. Yeah, right. He's going to be on there going. And so we're going to go out, and we're going to get hooks, and we're going to yeah, get I, this, and I, we're going to get the boats, and we'll get out there. And go- Hello. Hello. Mm-hmm. Oh, I must've.
2: Uh, now, he, now he's going to drive like a mile further.
1: So. Maybe or walk a hundred yards and do that. Yeah. Avon Park bombing range out in that area is pretty spotty at best. Yeah. Trying to get a cell phone signal out there. You've been out there a million times yeah, hunting turkeys. Yeah. You know.
2: Yep. Uh, either that or the MPs jumped them. Oh, uh, that, that
1: we would have heard a little tussle. <laughs> and then it was uh, just before that. Yeah, that would have been that would have been great radio actually. Yeah, it would have been.
2: Sir, please went down the Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That
1: would be awesome. We got Magnum PI here <laughs> in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, you are trying to hide. <laughs> Oh, oh, you know what? Speaking of turkeys and cell phones, by the way, next Saturday we're going to be out broadcasting live out at the uh Turkey Extravaganza and the Cuban Redneck may show up. All right. Yeah, that's uh that's not a far drive for you since it's angled up, right? Nope. From where you are? Nah, not not too bad.
2: Plus it's good to see a bunch of people, you know, that you know and all the turkey all the turkey freaks, I oh. call them, you know. <laughs> There's
1: going to be a bunch of them, but that's going to be happening up around uh, Webster, which really, if you uh, take 75, I don't know which way you would go. You could probably take the back way up, couldn't you, from your area? I don't know. 39 I'll just, up. And I'll then just GPS it and that's shoot over. it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, trust those things. Uh, but uh, it's going to be up at the, uh, what's the name of the ranch? I'll have to look it up. But uh, up at Webster, we're going to be up there broadcasting uh, it's live. Gonna, it's going to be on a ranch? Yeah, it's up there at the, uh, they might think the big I'm com-
2: They might think I'm coming to work. I, I, I got I to gotta take my stuff, man. Why do you always? I don't know, man. It's you're joking. born I and could, raised I, here, bro. I could, I could joke around like that, man. I got my card. It's, <laughs> you know? Which card? I got my Spanish card. Oh, is that what it That's is? That's right, man. That's okay. Right. Remember that show we did? Yeah. Never mind. No, I don't.
1: Uh it's coming up, uh it's the Florida Wild Turkey Extravaganza. It's happening uh February first from nine AM until four o'clock at the True Heart Ranch in Webster, Florida. And uh easy way to go up is just straight up seventy five. I know it's south of Panasofki and all that stuff, but it's on the uh it's on the east side of seventy five instead of the west side of seventy five. Yeah, all
2: the some of the best turkey callers and, and- you know, call makers in the state are going to be there. I know guys like Chris Graham or Rick Farida, Toby Benoit is going to be there.
1: You yeah, know. Ed Sk- Moeller is going to be there, Pistol Creek Calls. Scott I'm, Ellis. Yeah, Kevin Vaughn. I mean, uh, some of the best turkey call makers, like uh, Carlos said, in the state of Florida and in the southeastern United States are showing up for this. Anybody I who mean, likes there's...
2: turkeys, you know, is going to really mu- pretty much be there. You well, know. Bill George, me, <laughs> Will Sullivan, will probably be there. Yeah, you know. I think William's going, too. Yeah, but, uh, you know, everybody that likes to chase turkeys and lose sleep.
1: Well, it's out in the middle of nowhere. I talked to the young lady out there at the ranch and said, because uh, they do a lot of weddings and, you know, family get-togethers Are and stuff like that. Are we going to have a signal, you think? That was my question. I said, uh, yeah, we either have to do it by a 4G network connection or we have to have a hard line to be able to do the broadcast. Yeah. So uh, do you have a fax line or internet or anything like Nope. No, we don't have that out here. I was so, like, uh, so do you have cell phones, service? She goes, only if you have Verizon, because the tower is right down the end of the road at the ranch. I have Verizon. And I said, we have Verizon, so we'll have a call. So oh,
2: Okay, if not, you get Bill George to bring out that giant, he's got a giant antenna, I think, that he can mount on his car. Is that what it is? Yeah, you know,
1: he's always tinkering. And I don't think that'll work, but uh, we'll give it a shot if we need to. Don't underestimate, Bill. But we're going to be out there broadcasting live, and uh, if you'd like more information, you can go to the Big and Wild Facebook page, scroll down a little bit, and you'll see the uh, banner there for the giant Florida Wild Turkey Extravaganza Sports Show. And it'll be a, a great time, had, Bill. I didn't see any mention of food. Huh? I don't see any mention of food, though, and that's going to be a problem. They might have turkey legs. Yeah, oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. All right, we're going to take a real fast break, you guys. Don't go anywhere. It is uh, the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford and G5 Feet Outdoors. Stay with us. Whatever. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Carlos, and Trainer behind the board uh, today. Our good friend Diego, he's out uh, doing some uh, crushing on the mountains out in Colorado. Had to go out one last chance to get a chance uh, to get some snowboarding in, I guess. So he and friends and family went out there, and uh, he's enjoying himself. As we told him after the show, you're not allowed to break anything, including bones. So uh, make sure you get back here uh, in one piece, which he said he's going to try to do.
2: I'm trying to mess with my mic. Oh over my here gosh! Seriously, yeah. you,
1: you
3: know you get these it's things called a break. You can do all that stuff you in the middle. Let me the room. To turn it off so you can go ahead and readjust it without.
2: No, <laughs> no, it's good now. I can I can hear a little something. I'm messing with it. It's all right. You could keep. You could talk the whole three hours. I know that for a fact.
3: <laughs> okay. i so Don't look a, over at me, man. I've never been around a campfire with Braden, but I have a feeling that's where that's coming from.
1: <laughs> there are two guys you don't want ever to sit around a campfire with at night if you don't want to. Have to stay up all night, and if you're planning on getting to bed early, yeah. is me and Warren Sapp. Gotcha. And you throw Steve Austin in the mix, and we'll keep your butt up until <laughs> six a.m. So we'll uh, it,
2: just break night and go straight to hunting. Yeah, right? it's like yeah.
1: we might as well just be up now. Uh, Sapp's in the middle of one of his Miami stories, so that'll be another hour and twenty minutes before we take a break. I could probably <laughs> hang about. I so. could.
2: I could probably hang about an hour, and then <laughs> l- later, guys. That
1: was so funny because there were times where we'd be sitting around the campfire up uh, around Ross Hammock. And uh, you'd actually see the guides, you know, how they they get that look where they got their arms crossed like this, right? And they're like sitting there and they're watching the conversation. And all of a sudden you start to see their heads doing the, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I've doing been... the bop. Oh, yeah. I've been there. To...
3: Oh, nope. I've been there, too. I'm the guy that falls asleep. There was, a, they were waiting one time while a raccoon came up to check out my beer. <laughs> they got a picture of it. That's,
1: uh, that's kind of scary. I <laughs> mean, somebody's been feeding that bad boy,
3: yeah, well. which
1: is uh, illegal. You're not supposed to be doing that. You know what? Speaking of illegal stuff, you brought it up uh, a little while ago. The iguanas, yeah. The iguanas, of course, they turned into a big running joke because the iguanas were going to fall out of the trees because of the cold front that came through.
2: They actually, they actually,
1: the they actually ones, do
2: fall. They fall and yeah. they break windshields and they dent cars yeah man, no cause... that's
3: why they were putting it out as a <laughs> yeah. warning you'd be walking down yeah. the street get hit in the head by one that's you know five feet long and 20 pounds it's going to have an impact yep. yeah
1: my uh my ex-wife uh, her father had one and they had this huge giant uh, you know long pine tree in the backyard down in shore acres when it got cold iggy would always crawl up in the tree and get up and lay up on the limb you know he'd get way up high yep. this sucker would get like 40 50 feet up off the ground and one day, it got cold, and sure as the world, uh, her dad went out there to go check on Iggy. And he was just hanging on by his back, uh, nail. Ooh. And then finally just went, yeah, and he tried to catch it. No way. Hit the ground. Didn't kill it. And uh, he lived a couple more years after that. Well, but
3: You heard about what happened to one guy down in Miami, the South Florida area, uh, two days ago. With all the iguanas, he was picking them up off the ground, throwing them in his car.
2: Right. Yeah, that's Brian Wood.
3: Yeah, was this? he might he
2: might call in today? The he guy said, that
3: got into the accident?
2: No, no, no. He's the <laughs> guy. He does it for a living. There's no, so many down right. there that he picks them. Up. He he put a post and he said easy pickings. Right. Well, because... there was a
3: guy that was doing the same thing. He was picking them up and throwing them in his car, perhaps to sell them on Facebook Marketplace because there were businesses popping up overnight. Chicken of the Trees LLC. Sure, was one yeah, of them.
1: man, yeah. They so were them.
3: they were selling, yeah, they were selling, them and they sold out. I mean, in in certain areas of the world, in the Caribbean, that's what they eat. They got, so yeah. this Quoto one guy Rico. was picking them up and put them in his car. Well, what happens when you take a cold, stupefied uh, iguana and you throw it in your car and you're driving around with the heater on? <laughs> with the heater on? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah. They, they woke up and he had, and he and freaked out and he got into an accident. Oh, oh my gosh! Those
2: things bite and they tail oh, yeah. they tail whip you. Have
3: you ever seen it?
2: And and la- oh, that's like la- a whip! I know <laughs> the yeah. last cold snap. Some of the tree huggers picked them up and took them home, and they got they had to go to the emergency room. Yeah.
3: They, ha- they, they got, got beat up. Yeah, they got bit. They got whipped. Here's I mean, the, they- yeah, It's
1: a wild animal. People,
3: well, not only that, it's it's an invasive species. Sure. and it's it's causing damage. Uh, West Palm Beach alone had to affect one point eight million dollars of emergency repair <laughs> because they were burrowing into the bank around this this dam that they had.
2: Yeah, the same thing with the bridges. They undercut. undercut they undercut the, the banks. They I mean they cause a lot of erosion. They ca- they dig these giant Electrocutions holes.
3: up on the poles yep, when they, they get up on the wires. Dig into foundations of buildings. Yeah. They can go through concrete. Well, all it's- the people
2: that love animals. I love animals too, but they do not belong in Florida. No. They do not belong here in
1: Florida. Well, they're not really and- made for it, and you- this weather shows that.
3: You know, I yeah. learned that I learned that there is a law in the books for an exotic species. Turn in, you know, like sure. You can turn it into uh, certain locations, and there'll be no questions asked, even if it's illegal. That's right, because they don't want you to do what everybody's been doing with the pythons and the iguanas. Let Mm -hmm. them, oh, it'll survive. Yeah, the tegus and all these other survive, and it'll Mm -hmm. and lionfish is another one.
1: They used to uh, they used to do it every year, I guess. Now they remember every year they would do their they would do the reptile uh, amnesty or or whatever the amnesty day where you would come in and surrender. You know, you're uh, your spitting cup- cobra, oh, your gaboon uh, viper. Yeah, yeah, and, and, uh, you yeah, and now you can do it any time. Yeah, and now you can do it any time. But I, I still, I mean, I know people who, uh, who uh, have snakes and have lots of snakes, and uh, they take care of them. And I mean, they're pretty to look at. I, I understand that. But I, the thing is, is that if you're not going to make sure that something's going to happen with that animal after you're gone, perhaps. You know, we don't like to think about death every day, but, you know, what are are your relatives or somebody else going to do with that snake? Uh, Or whatever it is that you have, your uh, bearded dragon or whatever. Jonathan's already finding iguanas out there at his place, down in Lake Wales. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah, man. Took a picture of it.
2: Yeah. No way.
1: Took a picture, sent it to me, and goes, I need an ID on this. And I go, dude, that's a baby iguana. And he's like, great, another vermin I have to shoot at the ranch.
2: Hey, hey, man. Well, there was... I'll go with the pellet gun and just take it's care of It's this
3: well, big. By the way, here's part big. That you guys know about part of the problem down in South Florida. When the FWC came out and says you can kill the iguanas, please kill the iguanas, they, yeah. had to, they had to pull that back a little and said we didn't mean go out there walking around the streets picking them off with a gun, which is what they started to do. You have to kill them on your property or the property That's that true. somebody has given you permission to do so, mm-hmm. and you must do so humanely. But I haven't seen a whole lot on what a humane killing is.
1: Ah, uh, dead is dead, in the boards of Bill George is only one level of dead, so uh, it doesn't yeah. really matter.
3: No, but they're doing that so that you, the animal rights groups don't come after them, going, "Oh, you're saying you can just chop their heads off?" Like, yeah, a machete does. Well, have they quick. They, that they usually is pretty. They, they're, pretty convenient. They're, they're
2: they're BS propaganda. They they know. move everything and twist everything around. Yeah. look, they don't belong here. You know, you need to you need to dispatch them to to save our, our own native wildlife.
1: Or uh, be willing to sacrifice them and live with them. That's that's your two choices. Uh, same ac- thing with the lionfish and everything else.
3: I, I came across a uh, article yesterday that a guy was trying to make the argument that grass-fed beef is the only true vegan way to be because the culture of agriculture Right. if you're talking about if, if it's all about protecting all life, well, you're destroying more with agriculture Corn being some of the worst. Exactly. The more you're destroying more individual lives that way than you are by eating cattle.
1: My most uh, copied uh, line, I think Toby Benoit took it and ran with it, and of course he's a writer, As I said, vegans kill with combines. Yeah. And uh, if you look at the, the numbers, no one has an official hard number of how many um, baby rabbits, quail, nesting ground, nesting birds, Fawns, deer, oh, go, get into uh, baby insects. raccoons, anything else get in, like that get that are in, Get into
3: insects. Oh yeah, then insects alone, yeah. and
1: fish. You know, they from the runoff or whatever it is that uh, gets into the stream. But yeah, more animals are killed annually. If you want to classify insects and everything else as animals, are killed growing food mm-hmm. than they are in harvesting
2: for food. And let me add to that: not only is the is it that aspect of it. It's also that they eat the animals' food.
3: There's that too. (laughs) They actually
1: eat the animals' food. The animals are starving, so you can have your salad. Well, so so our only good payback is when it gets cold like this and the iguanas start falling from the trees. It's payback time. You know, I can't wait. I I hope somebody, somebody, have any uh, iguana chili. I'm I'm ready to try it. Yeah, me too. I heard it tastes like chicken. Iguana tacos? Why
2: why do we
3: do that? Why do we go anything we can't classify, we say it's chicken?
1: Because I think chicken rolls off better than pork.
3: It's iguana. It tastes like iguana.
1: I don't know. If iguanas tasted like pork, I don't think there'd be that many of them left. (laughs)
3: Because
1: chicken is, you know, you can take it or leave it, but uh, you get so many ways to cook pork. You'd be good at that. Yeah. Well, if you have any uh, iguana laying around, let us know. We'd love to try it. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, taking a faster one. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Indoors today. Braden Gunn, Carlos, the Cuban redneck Lopez. And then, of course, Schreiner. The madman of the streets on his Triumph
2: 1200. The three musketeers. You pulled
1: up in that bad boy this morning. You talk about brought back memories. There's just the sound of that engine. The parallel twin. That parallel twin. you. You know, my father was a... Big Triumph guy back in the day, and Norton you know, Triumph and all that stuff, and so Black that's Shadow. one of those. That's one of those uh, those sounds that kind of like triggered a memory. I was like, oh my gosh. it's like my dad coming to pick me up after I'm, school.
3: I'm torn. But, I got mu- I have I have the baffles still in the muffler. I got the aero exhaust, and 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 I'm half the, half the half of my crew says that you need to I need to bust that weld and pull it out, and the other half is just leave it, and I don't know what to do. I mean, I like the sound now. Loud pipes save lives. Well, there is, At there is that's is, what the bikers. Use well, actually, them. there is some truth to that. Yeah, uh, they're they're more likely to hear that than the little me me horn that I'm given. So yeah, if they hear me, they'll they'll <laughs> just look a little more. No, so, just
2: put an air horn on that thing. <laughs> I
3: thought about that too. Actually, <whistles> the, actually, that was one of the upgrades I was thinking about doing. There are horns you can make. I just don't know if they're ready. A fa- Drop horn. in for uh, for Triumphs. Harley's got them all the time.
2: I do the Foghorn, man. Personally,
3: I
1: whichever do it is, it's going Whichever the hardest part is trying to find where you're going to put the compressor in the air tank.
3: Right, right. <laughs> and, the, and the battery, because you're going to need a bigger battery for it, too. So we yeah. sit there, yeah, r- fill it back
2: up. And just added 15 pounds.
3: I just stay really, I keep my head in a swivel, try to stay situationally That's aware. All you can do. And when they start moving, I'm already on the way, out of yeah. the way.
1: I try to teach that to my kids as I'm driving. I'm like, uh, all the years... Because I really not really didn't own four wheels until uh, my son was born. Uh, I didn't own a car or anything. I was yeah. motorcycles everywhere. I had a garage full of motorcycles. I had the, the Vulcan 900. I had the ZX-12. I had the KLX. I had the DR350. I had the Yamaha. And I, they were all motorcycles. I, I took how bikes. How many do you have now?
3: Zero. What happened to you?
1: I held on to the green dragon for as long as I <laughs> could, man. I had a max. Uh, I had a maximum
2: four hundred Yamaha.
1: Oh, the old
3: Maxim. Yeah, I liked that was it. a twin too.
2: Yeah, it was a nice, quiet little yeah. cruise bike, yep. you know. But, but, uh, it, but I, not good in New York City, though. But
3: to bring it back to the outdoor, that's Bronx. why I got the scrambler because sure. I, I knew when I when I got into motor, I always wanted to ride bikes, and I had all these family reasons not to growing up. So you know, I hit a point where I was like, I, I got to do it. And I always thought I'd buy a Harley. You know, that was the dream. And then when I started looking at how I wanted to use it, how I wanted to explore Florida, you know, going down to the Everglades and riding around off-road and being able to do it without any effort because the bike I have is built for it. This is actually a scrambler made to be off-road. It's like a naked adventure bike. That's yeah. So that's why I have it so that I am outside and living it and loving it. Now, I can keep up with anybody on any interstate just fine. Any roadway. Well, that but when I go off road, I have a dimension most bikes don't. That's what ele- you need.
2: Yeah, it adds an element of variety to what you can
3: do. You well, know, that's why I, I had did my first hill climb and, and was surprised. I had I had no training on dirt and off road. I was doing some sugar sand and some off camber stuff. And that's tough when you have the right bike built. Yeah, sugar sand still I don't like that whole <laughs> with the bikes moving underneath me and I feel
1: like, <laughs> you swirl yeah, it off. All-
3: <laughs> you just gotta let it go because it's gonna correct itself. Yeah, but I can't. Your mind. You you have to, tr- you have to uh, that kind of trust, that's insane. Yeah, especially if you're going fast. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, and, and having the right knobbies as well. But that's the reason why I got the DR, because it was a, uh, you know, it was an off-road, on-road little enduro bike. And my idea was to mount it and make it kind of like a, a Ural, you know, where yeah. you have the gun mount and everything and all that, so I could use it to go back and get in the woods. Problem is... Most management areas and places like that, you know, they won't let you, A, go off the trail, you know, or B, it has to be parked in a designated area. Uh, Plus, they make a lot of noise, man. No, I, I kept mine stock. I kept the pipe on it stock so that, it, I mean, those things well, are let, let's quiet ask, as a Let's ask amount. the
2: listeners how many, like Schreiner, take their bike out. And go hunting. Well, you know, I know that curious.
1: I know a lot of guys use bicycles who get out there, but as uh, like you said, James the bane Stolver. of our existence, yeah. the sugar sand. Yeah. No, forget. Actually, no, you're no, no. No,
3: we've got that. We've got that covered. Uh, and if we want to start talking sandbar at some point, you know, we can get into that. But my brother recently bought one of the fat tire bikes. Yeah. And he's adding the because now on St. Vincent Island, as of this past season, they'll let you have an electric bicycle. Ooh, which really? they never did before. In the past, it had to be, there was like, you can't have a generator unless oh, you've wow. got a medical excuse, nothing. There's no power, and the only vehicles out there are f- the state-owned because they'll drive around to help you pick up the deer if sure. you can get to the road because those deer can be like 600 pounds. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to take it out wow, in pieces wow. if you don't mind, oh, yeah. sir. If you don't know about sandbar, we can talk They're about huge. it. They're huge. But, yeah, they're 1,200 pounds over in Southeast wow. Asia and India, and this all started back in 1904, but that's a different part of the story. What I'm trying to get to is the bikes. <laughs> My brother's converting it. He's adding the electric motor to it. He had the fat tire bike out last weekend. He said it was a dream through the sand that we struggled with in November when we went before Thanksgiving after Pretty- Sandbar. So, he, yes, that's the way to go. Fat tire bike, make it, make it an electric bike. You can do it cheaper by converting it yourself than going out and buying a fancy schmancy one already built for that. They're expensive. They can be, but yeah. he's got the fat tire bike. He's got the kit for probably a couple hundred bucks and he's up and running.
1: That's awesome. I and mean, those things are all torque too. So they might no. even actually help you uh, pull that deer R-
3: well, out. no, a no, no, bit. no, no, Not the sandbar deer. No, you're, you're going to, some guys were quartering them and bring, bringing them out in quarters to the road. Sure. Because Just like they you wouldn't do it moose. any other way. Yeah. Because there's no way to, you can, We can, at one point, my brother came around to turn and saw a sandbar deer on the ground, and he like freaked out. And he's like, "Oh man, somebody already shot it." <laughs> they got that's as Is far this as yours over here, that's buddy? as far as they could get it. Yeah, they came back around, and he was like, "Yeah, I saw your deer." <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I actually came back to like, help you drag it out. Can I touch it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Actually, they're all pretty cool about it. They're all like letting you take pictures with them and of all that Of course. That. Yeah,
1: Why wouldn't they? Proud. I mean, that's it's a, it's a rarity. I mean, and you don't get to. Yeah, that picture see you posted to me with
3: a sandbar deer, I didn't shoot it. No. <laughs> I, just, I just like, can I have a picture?
1: But that one I, I didn't, I don't think I posted. It was the one that was hanging uh, oh, yeah, from, this past was November, year. yeah. And that, was, that thing was huge, I think man. That
3: was only around 450, 500 pounds.
1: Well, I don't think a lot of people understand wow. that not only 1A, they're delicious.
3: They're apparently very similar to elk.
1: They're they're unbelievably delicious. But number two is the antlers alone on there, you'll probably make back every bit that you spent on the hunt if you actually wanted to sell them. Really? Yeah. Sandbar stag horn, man. Are you kidding? Yeah. Because it's not something you get on a regular basis.
2: Oh wow! It's like
1: if you had a piece of ivory, how much would it be worth? Do you do you do that every year? Uh, I'm, I'm
3: going to try, and when we uh, we're about ready to take a break here, and if you want, I'll go over how we do it. It's it's tough to get in. It took us three years to get in the first time. Yeah, uh, but, the you've the been, uh, but you've been. But uh, you've been twice now. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you've been. I, in for yeah, a... I think
2: the listeners will be uh, interested in that.
1: Yeah, because sure. it's not an easy thing. You don't just walk in there and go. Yeah, I'd like to buy one permit to go to the island Ew. and shoot a deer. Thank you. I appreciate that.
3: These are highly coveted. I think there's only 200 offered every year, and That's about true. there's about 50 that don't show. So it's a, it's 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 a great trip, and we'll talk about
1: it. All right, we're going to take a break. What is the top of the hour already?
3: Jeez, yeah. you guys talk a lot. All right, wow. it's the Big
1: and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and our good friends over at Brandon Ford. We're going to take a fast one. We'll be back. Hour two starting up.